we wanted to do something special for episode number 100 of the Datitude podcast. So I was thinking, what can we do? We can have a little fun, some kind of, how about a Duncan Holder reunion? You remember Jeff Duncan, Larry Holder, Clyde Verdan, I'd get to fill in every now and then. So we figured that would be great for this episode, right? Well, we have that, sort of, I think, coming up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of datitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends waiting for something special to come up on this episode of Datitude. Number 100. We have made it 100 episodes of the Datitude Podcast. It is right here on this Friday, October the 7th, 2022. A beautiful day around the city of New Orleans. I mean, it doesn't get any better than this, right? And it's not going to get any better than this show today. I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at The Times, Picayune, The Advocate, and bet.nola.com. And... I was thinking to myself, what could we do? Something special. I know. Let's get together the old gang, the Duncan Holder gang. That, the show that lasted for a few years. It started off on 1280 AM. Then we kind of did it ourselves at NOLA.com. And then the guys continued when they moved on to The Athletic for a little while. Well, let's, let's, get, it, let's get the gang back together. The only thing we were missing was Dave DeCorbier, uh, D Squared, the producer of the show for for a couple of years there, and um, we we got most of the gang together, sort of. We got Claude Verdam, we got Jeff Duncan, and Larry Holder is, I mean, as you're going to hear shortly, if you didn't watch the live show this morning, which we record every Friday, well, we record it live, and then you're here, here on this podcast because you're obviously listening to the audio-only version. This version wasn't on the live version. You get Lanyap. But I digress. Every nine... Every Friday morning at 9.15 a.m. on all of our NOLA.com and bet.nola.com stations. It's usually just Jeff Duncan and I. But this Friday, we brought in the gang. And Larry has some issues. And it's fun because Larry always seems to have issues. But we love him. And he's fun. And he doesn't make it on the show in the very beginning, as you're going to hear. I'm not going to get into all the details because we kind of talk about it. but uh, So we had some fun at his expense. And uh, that's what this show's about. It's about having fun. It's about a little roasting. I can take roasting. Duncan can take roasting. Well, we, we decided to play it on Larry Holder of The Athletic. That's coming up in just a moment. Uh, again, Clyde Verdan uh, as well and Jeff Duncan. And we're not just going to have reminiscent time. It's not going to be thinking back to the past, even though I like to do that because when you get to my age, that's what you do. But uh, we talk, we spend most of the time talking about Saints and Seahawks, which is coming up Sunday in the Caesar Superdome. And um, it is, I call it a must win. Duncan likes to poo-poo on me when I say those words, must win, because it's kind of like the old days when Sean, oh, must win, must win. It's a must win. You're one in three. 
you, you can't afford to go to one and four. I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me of teams that start one and four, whether they go to the playoffs or not. And I get that this division is not very good. And the winner of the Falcons-Bucks game is going to be in the driver's seat, or I guess, or at least in the lead in the NFC South with a three and two record. And I got to say, it wouldn't shock me at all. The way the Bucs are playing, it wouldn't shock me at all if the Falcons won that game. I'm not picking it, but if I had to pick, and I'm not betting on it either, but if I had to bet on it, I would take the Falcons in the, in the points. That keeps going up. I think it's at nine and a half now. Nine or nine and a half. I don't know what's wrong with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's something is. I don't know if it's Tom and Giselle, and it's kind of like Tiger Woods when he and what's his wife's name? Ellie or something along those lines. What, remember when he had all those, all those woman problems? He, he was never the same after, not just because of his injuries. And maybe Tom at 45 years old, may, it's probably a lot because he's 45 years old. But um, I think it's taken a toll on him. Their offensive line isn't very good. Um, and their defense is just playing okay. He gave up 41 points to the Kansas City Chiefs last week. So I don't know what's going on in Tampa Bay. It would not shock me, although the Falcons have problems of their own. Marcus Mariota is starting to play like Marcus Mariota again. I think the Desmond Ritter clock is ticking. And they're without Cordero Patterson for the rest of the season. So they have their own issues, which is why the Saints are in a decent position now. You win this game and get to 2-2, two and two, and then you got games coming up against Cincinnati, which I don't think they're as tough as everybody thinks they are. The defending AFC champions are also 2-2. Two and two. And uh, then you play on a Thursday night at Arizona. The Cardinals aren't very good. And you come back home again. You play four out of the next five games at home. Come back home and play Vegas and Baltimore. Vegas is lucky to have a win. Baltimore has its own problems, although they're a pretty, pretty darn good football team. So anyway, you're in a position now if you're the Saints. If you take three out of the next four, if you find a way to, well, let's say three out of the next five even. You find a way to take three out of the next five and you get yourself to four and five or somehow five and four. I mean, in this division, nine wins might be good enough to win it. It really might. I mean, Tampa Bay's got a really tough schedule. So we'll see what happens. And, you know, Carolina stinks. So they have their own issues with, with Baker Mayfield. But can they win this game? Absolutely. Not only can they win this game, uh, I'm not going to give my pick away just yet, but I think the Saints are in great position to get back on track. And if they don't get back on track, I kind of said it last week. I said they didn't have to win last week. They had to show up and play, and they didn't show up until like the second quarter. But when they finally did, it was a different team. And if that different team shows up this Sunday, they're going to win. There's no doubt in my mind. If if that team that played the second, third, and fourth quarters in London last week shows up from the first quarter through the fourth quarter on Sunday, the Saints will not only win, but they will win convincingly. It's just a question of will they. And with, look, Dennis Allen is having his issues transitioning into a head coach. I know a lot of people are on his case, but it's, it's still early. It's four games in. So let's see what we got after this week. Let's see if the Saints can have a hot October because they have had many Octobers. And I, I write my, my trends column that shows up every Sunday morning or whatever day the Saints play, the morning of 
whatever Saints game is that on the docket that week. You saw it last week in my column about London, going into the London game. The Saints have been excellent in October as the last three or four years. Fantastic. In fact, that's when they've made their move. Can they do it again? They can. Will they? I don't know. But they kind of have to now. They put themselves in that hole at one and three where they kind of have to. And so we're about to see what this team is made of. Andy Dalton almost certainly is going to get the start again. I know that makes most of you happy. Um, and frankly, at this point, um, I don't think there's a choice. If you're in the Andy Dalton camp or the Jameis Winston camp, I don't, again, it doesn't matter what we think. I think Jameis Winston gets his job back when he's ready, but who knows when that's going to be. When you got back issues, those things linger. And we don't spend a lot of time talking about Michael Thomas in the show, and frankly, why would we? He's been a no-show for two and a half years now. I mean, you learn to play without him. When he was there a couple games a season, he was, he was good. But he's not there. And we don't know when he's going to be there. And he's got his 10-year, $100 million contract. And it is what it is. But the Saints have plenty of other help. Alvin Kamara looks to be good to go this week. That's going to be a big help. The Seahawks have the 31st total defense in the NFL. That's going to be a help to this offense. Can Andy Dalton get in a rhythm early? And can the Saints get going? Well, we're going to talk about it here, and then I'll wrap up the show when we're done. But we had a lot of fun again with this reunion. show goes a little bit longer than we normally do on a Friday or any other day, really, for that matter. But we had a lot of fun with it. We hope you have fun listening to it. The Duncan Holder Reunion here on Datitude. song, not just from the Duncan Holder show, of course, from the shorty. You'll also notice that still Larry Holder isn't here. Not yet, anyway. I mean, what would a Duncan Holder be, a reunion show be, without some kind of screw-up? And the screw, the screw-up's not here, you know? So, it's Clyde well, and yeah, fashionably late. <laughs> Well, we got the show did, you know, we had to go uh, and change the show up at the beginning anyway and had to move it from where uh, we were at it to moving it over and then moving it back. Exactly. So Larry Holder has some issues this morning. He's going to be on. I promised you a Duncan Holder reunion for Datitude, episode number 100, this live Friday on October the 7th, 2022. Um, gentlemen, it is great to have you here. It'll even be greater when we get to roast our friend, because I, I have a special moment for him, by the way, um, that I think you're all going to enjoy. He, he might not enjoy it, but we're going to have fun with it. Um, what's going on, fellas? All good here, man. It's all good. It's great to see Clyde. Uh, I, I don't get to see enough of Clyde in my life. That's true. I mean, Lord knows it has been a long time, so I think we've all been on a, uh, a chat of some sort together. But it's so great to see you guys. So great to be on. Um, and again, I think that's probably one of the biggest things too, as we start to see some of the, uh, the comments roll in is that somehow, I guess I became a fan favorite because I was always off camera, which is very strange. 
because um, it's kind of like you could never see me at all. Um, but it's just so great to be on with you guys, and I can't wait till Larry gets on so we can make fun of everybody like we normally do. James hey, says hello, and everybody wants to tell Clyde hello. Don't get, I mean, they don't care about us. They don't care. They, they don't care about Larry. So I guess maybe it's good that we we get Clyde on. I mean, who cares about Larry? Jerry says hello as well, Clyde. What's going on, guys? So good to be here. See, we started off already. Already a good start when Larry gets here. It's only downhill from there, like a like an absolute nosediving plane with no engine. I, I got to tell you, when uh, we were in London this past Sunday for the for the the Saints game, they busted out uh, uh, trombone shorty and hurricane season like pregame, and it brought back great memories of our show. That's what I think of now. It's like Pavlov's dogs. You know, I'm conditioned. Every time I hear that song, I think of our show. Well, and I do too. And that's the funny part about it. It's like, you know, I, I was just a, a, a guest fill-in host, which I enjoyed more than you guys know, and I appreciated that, that you know, you, you allowed me to do that. And Amos Morale did it sometimes for that Amos one as well. Amos could have taken Larry's spot. He'd have been more more enjoyable anyway, you know. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it, I do miss those days more than you guys know. And when Larry jumps on in just a little bit, we're going to have a little – Little little fun with them. So we'll get back to the reminiscing in just a minute, but I do want to let's talk a little bit about Saints and Seattle coming up this weekend. And Dunk, I don't know if you feel the same way that I do, but uh, I mean, I think anyone would have to feel that way. But I mean, we're we're at a point now where for the the New Orleans Saints, where they're in must win territory, and I don't feel like they even need to just win. I think they need to win convincingly to give themselves a little bit of a little bit of confidence. I guess I knew you were going to throw out the. Must win. Frames. Oh, I know. You guys love that this time of year. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, there's still a lot of season left, but I tell you what, I got a good vibe from the team this week. I think they're going to play well. I'll be surprised if they don't win this game. Uh, they need to get the dome back, guys. I mean, that's the one thing I'm writing about for Sunday. They haven't been been very good at the Superdome in a long time. You know, I think their record, their last nine games, they're two and seven. Yeah, that, right. that's crazy. That should never happen. They got to get that thing back to being a home field advantage, and they got to play better. I mean, the fans are there; uh, they're they're dying to support this team, but they just haven't had a lot of good football in the dome. Uh, so, I'll be and then look. I think Seattle's kind of up against it a little bit. They had to fly cross country to Detroit last week. They had kind of a crazy game with the Lions, and you fly all the way back to Seattle, then you turn around, get back on a play. And I know sometimes that stuff can be a little overrated. I mean, we all talked all week about the Saints, you know, going to London for a week early and adjusting their body clocks, and it didn't affect Minnesota at all. Right. Uh, so sometimes I think that gets overrated. But in this case, I do think back-to-back games for, for a Seattle team that's overachieved so far, I think they might have a little reality check Sunday. For those of you just joining us here on Data 2, episode number 100 and wondering where – Larry Holder is for the Duncan Holder reunion. He is going to be a little late. He's got some issues, and why wouldn't he? I mean, he's Larry Holder. I mean, that, that's who he is. Clyde, uh, what do you think about the whole must-win thing? I mean, going into this week, you, you were always good with the predictions. You know that Duncan Holder always screwed up their predictions. You were the one that got yours right, and you were the one that were able to keep track of everybody's predictions. Uh, what do you sure. think about this week in the New Orleans Saints? Yeah, no, I think um... – <laughs> I'm sorry, but after watching, which I'm sure many of us did last night, watching that game last night, that was an absolute disaster in Denver and seeing, I think there was something, uh, I think towards the end of the broadcast, we were showing how many teams, obviously Philly is the only undefeated team, 
Uh, and then you've got only what a handful of teams with three wins. Everybody else nearly seems like the rest of the league is, has two wins or less. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to do this because I feel very dirty saying it, but I think I may agree uh-huh. with Tom Brady on something. Uh, I don't think it's so much there's a lot of parity as much as there is a lot of bad football going on. Uh, right. And I think right now the Saints are kind of caught up in that as well. But I also think that, that we're also seeing it, and this is something I was going to bring up surely for Jeff, um, as well as you, Jim, is that I know we've talked a lot about the new, you know, the new rules surrounding preseason, right? And you're talking about playing fewer games. There's only so much you can do and trying to get actually more practices and things like that. But I actually do think that we're seeing a lot of what we would normally see injuries in the preseason. We would see injuries kind of, you know, kind of really dominate a lot of the preseason. to the kind of what we're getting to now with really sloppy penalties, really sloppy kind of play and needing at least a month to get out of that. So, no, I do not think the Saints are in must-win right now. I think the Saints are kind of in a very interesting state, but I think we always knew this going into this year and going into anything that was post-Drew Brees. So I think right now the Saints needed one thing to happen, and unfortunately that has not happened the last two years. They need to have a completely healthy Jameis Winston to be able to play from the start, and they have not been able to get that consistently. And I think because of that, we're going to still have this continued conversation about whether Jameis is the start, the the inherent starter or not. And because of that, that's only going to linger uh, because of what he's dealing with right now. And, I mean, not playing last week should hopefully help. But, I mean, again, I can't imagine going all the way to London and saying, okay, I'm not going to play, and then come back on that plane and say, okay, well, I'm going to play against the Seahawks at home. Yeah, sure. Right. But, uh, all that kind of stuff. So I, I'm not necessarily sure that it's time to hit the red button yet. But there are definitely concerns there that I think that both you guys have recognized that definitely need to be cleaned up going into Sunday. I completely agree. Uh, Jerry's got a question. Dunk, you can answer it. We saw Saints versus Vikings on WWL TV. We were the same for the Thursday night football when the 20th, when the Saints play Arizona, all those. Okay. That is, uh, I can answer that question. Uh, The answer, Jerry, is yes. It will be on WWL as well as Prime Video when the Saints play Arizona on a Thursday night. So that is one of the NFL rules. Uh, Whenever a local team is playing, on a Thursday night or a Sunday night or a Monday night, uh, the game is not only shown on whatever network it's shown on, but you also have a chance to see that uh, live here in your local market. So you you don't have prime video, you will be able to see the game on WWL TV. Jerry also asked or says that last possession was stupid. Should have ran a ball for a first down or the game when it's touchdown. We didn't. Talking about the Denver Broncos, I don't understand what they were doing there. Um, that game last night, I mean, not that I want to spend too much time. Larry's about to come on, by the way. He'll be on any minute now for those of you looking for the reunion. Um, but, Dunk, I do want to talk about it for a second. I didn't make a graphic for it because we kind of stopped talking about Thursday night football. But last night was so ugly. I mean, that was one of the ugliest football games I've seen in years. I mean, it, the Colts and the Broncos, you expect more out of Matt Ryan and more out of Russell Wilson now, and, and Matt Ryan's defense, at least, his he was dealing with second and third string offensive linemen. He was getting killed back there. But Russell Wilson looks like he's done. Well, look, I think Clyde makes a really good point. I can't believe that. Is that the first time I've ever said that? No, it's like the fourth time. No, said that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. He, he, no, see, man, he counts. He, he's got it marked in his notebook. Yeah. He's, he makes a great point. I, I think what we're seeing in Denver is – you know, a new coach, a new quarterback, a new offense coordinator. New, you know, there's all new system there, and they're just really struggling to put things together. Uh, not unlike, I think we all kind of under, underestimated that with the Saints because there was so much continuity, but really everyone's in new roles. Dennis Allen's in a new role as head coach. Pete Carmichael's now calling the plays. 
you know, Jameis Winston, they're, they're adjusting the offense to him. And now you got Andy Dalton. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts there with uh, Mike Thomas coming back and Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave. So I think that is what's playing out in Denver. Uh, and I'm starting to have serious questions about Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach. I mean, they just, they look really dysfunctional right now. And Russell Wilson, I think Saints fans ought to be pretty happy that they didn't, uh, uh, you know, empty the bank for him. I think they were talking about a $200 million uh, investment uh, to get Russell Wilson. Uh, That would have been, uh, I think, a huge leap of faith and could have set this organization back because Denver has to have serious buyer's remorse right now. Dunk, you are the king of positive spin. How would you, if you were a beat writer for the Denver Broncos, how in the heck would you put a positive spin on what's going on there? Well, look, like Matt Ryan. There he said, goes. I knew I could get out of him. No, Matt Ryan said it last night. I mean, like, you know, you got to win these games while you're trying to figure things out. And that's what the Saints are trying to do. They're not winning the games, though. But you can tell they're, they're their own worst enemy. We've heard that a bunch of times, but it's true. And until they get these things ironed out, uh, you've got to try and stay competitive and stay relevant and in the race. The best thing going for the Saints is that everybody else in the NFC South is struggling as well, that they're only a game back. I mean, they're still right there. Nobody's 4-0 running away from them. Uh, so, I, I look, I think the Saints have serious issues. And I think the biggest issue they've got going forward is who's going to be the quarterback. Because if – if Andy Dalton starts again this week, which we, we assume he will, and he plays well again, Dennis Allen's going to have, at some point, have to make a decision on putting Jameis back in or going with the hot hand. And that's going to be the biggest decision of his coaching career, short, brief coaching career here in New Orleans. But the locker room is going to be watching that decision. And I think that's going to be something fascinating to watch. But how do you take a quarterback – that has started, and I don't care what the numb nuts on social media say. Played That's well pretty, for seven games. Played for played well for seven games last season, and came in and obviously was a little is banged up and injured. And I mean, taking a seven-hour flight to London and a seven-hour ba- flight back. I mean, it's obvious that he is not ready. And I mean that that makes complete sense. But if he says next week, I'm ready to go. And you, you can't sit him. I mean, I, I don't care how well Andy Dalton plays. I think he has to go back into the game. Uh, Clyde, let me get your, your take on it. You know, I was going to hop in and say, you know, again, at, at, I'd like to think that, you know, for, for us three talking here, knowing that, you know, we're not necessarily in our younger days where, you know, we could rally a little what bit better. What are you better. talking these about? Are, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Gray is telling me that, if anything, you are way more experienced in talking about this than oh, I am. Oh, experience. Okay. Yeah, experience. I wasn't going <laughs> to say you're old as dirt. Um, <laughs> so, um, I think what you know we're talking about. You know, we're talking about some serious injuries, whether it's through ribs, whether it's you know. Again, unfortunately, I've been lucky enough to hang around enough uh, athletic trainers and, and, and specialists in my life and, and the lines of work that I've done. But I can't imagine saying that your main job is to pick up a football, pick up a round oblong object, and then say, "I need you to throw this anywhere from." Uh, five to 50 plus yards uh, with rib injuries and back injuries and um, the things that James has had to deal with. So, no, I think Jeff is right. I think there, I think what this does is that this gives the saints and Dennis Allen a little bit, and especially Pete Carmichael, it gives them a lot of, a little bit more time to be able to say that things can work out. And I think it goes back to what you're saying. Like, is this a make or break week for the saints? And while it may not be at this moment, 
I think if this continues for another three or four weeks, yeah, I think this will definitely become a bigger issue that they're going to have to try to rectify a lot quicker. And I think, yeah, then you're going to have to make a, a full-on decision earlier than later um, just because at that point, you're going to be more than a quarter of the way through, this, uh, through the first half of the season. And depending on where you are, there's going to be a lot there for grabs, and you're going to have to make a decision quick enough to see if you can get some more wins down the line. Surprise, surprise, oh, everybody. Oh. Look who's here. It's a party. Good Lord. Where did you find that hat? <laughs> Dude, I, I've been keeping this for, for, you know, such a long time. I've, I've, I've loved the dash. It was, it was just like the Nike swoosh. That was Remember, the that was dumbest. To be that? that was the dumbest thing ever. What are you that talking was, about? Was, it's glorious. I still wear this thing. That, that was literally the dumbest. The and I, you still got the sweatshirt. Well, I, yeah. I got to say, I think I almost got fired because I can't remember what her name was, but she was some big wig in the Newhouse Corporation. And well, I can turn it around and you see it has the old school NOLA media group on the yeah, back, so that, too. Yeah, that's, that's better. Yes. I got I, I got to tell small stories. Larry Holder joins us here on Datitude episode number 100. We late, finally have our Duncan Holder reunion. Yeah, well, that, that, that's a shocker. Jeff. Jerry says hello to you, Larry. I don't know. There we go. Uh, Jeff you know. is usually the one stumbling in. Like, we'd be on air for five minutes. On time. On time and he'd always day. blame traffic or potholes or something. So I, I would just put my hands in the air. I figured I'd, I'd have to repay the favor here once in my life. Uh, well, well you did so. But real quick, my story about the dash, because I've already started, so i got to get it in. But I can't remember what her name. She was a big wig with Newhouse. We had this big party, this big reveal, like this was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. We're standing around, and every, you know, it was me, Terry Bach, and a few other people. And she says, well, I don't know you. What's your name? I said, my name's Jim Daria. I work in sports, blah, blah, blah. She says, what do you think about the dash? And I'm like, do you want me to be honest or tell you the story, that, tell you what you want here? And she says, no, I want you to be honest. I said, I think it's really one of the craziest ideas I've seen. I hope it works. And she said, I thank you for your honesty. And we moved on. And I thought I was going to get fired the next day. But I didn't. I got fired later, but not that day. <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. I mean, you know. All right. I got anyway. to step away already for a second, but uh, I'll be okay, back in a second. Okay. Larry is going to be with us in, in, off and on. He's got some things going on. We're going to leave his, his. He looks good like that. That mantle he looks much looks better. Really nice mantle. Really long. Doesn't it? You know that he didn't do that. We know Absolutely that Joni took care of that, not, not Larry. I, I, there's no question. Yeah. There's no question. All right, so it's a Duncan Holder reunion here on this Friday. It's it's half Clyde, Jim, and Jeff, and it's the other half, we hope, is Larry to be with us. Um, he's got some things going on. But we have a little special moment for him when he comes back. So, And I want to get that out of the is. way. If this is what I think well, it is. It's not probably as good as you think it is because I didn't have the time to go – Digging into the the bowels of 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 Duncan Holder, I went through some of them while I was while I had the game on. I had more time than I thought because the game stunk so bad last night. But I did go find a a, a couple clips that that work. Uh, one is from Duncan Holder, and one is from the Black and Gold Today Show that that Larry and I used to do. And and he's back. So we we want to spend most of the show, Larry, talking about the Saints. However. We have compiled some clips, uh, just a couple clips here that I want to show before we really dive deeper into the Saints for the people to see, uh, to show what kind of fun we had on Duncan Holder. It's a, the first half is a Duncan Holder clip. The second half is from some fun that we had back on the Black and Gold Today 
show, what, seven or eight years ago. And I just thought it would be fun to, to have, you know, just lighten up the mood a little bit. So here, here's your clip. Enjoy it. We'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, Jeff Duncan here. We're at Tracy's Sports Bar and Grill on Magazine Street. And we're finally going to get to shave Larry Holder, my colleague. We're going to shave his head because Larry proclaimed that if the Saints won 10 games, he would shave his head live. It's, it's, it's glorious hair. You could touch it. You could feel it. It's tangible. And it's all going to be gone. And this is one of the worst days of my life. We're curious to see what Larry's cue ball is going to look like. Don't put it in the drink. My friend Lou Dog. Oh, look, he, was... took, he took a slight cut. There we go. <laughs> I mean, Jeff, just get it done. What are you doing? <laughs> see that part. Don't leave me a little rat tail. You ready to put October in the past? I don't know how we're compadres or amigos because all you do on every picks day is rip me because I've got a poor pick record. It's just me. Oh, you haven't seen anything yet. I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid what's going to happen well, uh, before, at the end of the show. Before we get to the picks segment, let's remind viewers what they have been missing the past four weeks. Run the clip. Look, I'm not picking them to win until they actually win. So if they win this week, say I'm wrong. But I'm going Cowboys 24, Saints 23, and the season is on the brink. I well, am jumping on the Saints bandwagon. It's been really? a while since I'm jumping on it, and I'm jumping on it. I think they win 24 to 20. I don't think I'm going to pick them again the rest of the season. I'm going to roll the dice play the law of averages, and figure the Saints are going to go under 500. So I'm going to keep picking against the Saints the rest of the year. I'm going Falcons 30, Saints 21. Uh, I'm flip-flopping. I'm allowed to do that. I don't trust the Saints going up against the Colts. I think it's going to be a shootout. I don't think the Saints can handle them in a shootout. I'm flipping. Jeff Duncan somehow threw, I don't know, black and gold pixie dust on me, and I magically picked the Saints on Tuesday. No, I'm, I'm flip-flopping. I'm going with the Colts. You know, you ingest that stuff, I'm it can give you Colts. cancer. Well, that's why i got to stay far away from this. Pixie dust. Where on planet Earth did that video, you guys created it, you know, CGI did something. All I know is... It's there. I've seen the weeks, and I just need to simply need a haircut. I'm looking. You know, that's nice, but we were able to sneak in on Jeff Duncan and Larry getting ready for trick-or-treating. And first, let's take a look at Duncan. Yeah, that looks good. I, I like it. <laughs> it's great. This, this show is getting more absurd by the day. Uh, Larry, I particularly like your idea, considering your picks the past four weeks. I mean, uh, doesn't that look good? This is a uh, this is a rough, rough show. I mean, I mean it, it is a roast, Larry Holder. But I deserve to be roasted. What, what, can, I, what can I do? Stuff. What can I do? Uh, I thought uh, that was fun. I mean, uh, you know. To go back Why am time? I the one being roasted? Like, Jeff well, barely gets a mention at me. I just get crushed constantly. The the question I have, Larry, was you said that was the worst day of your life. Is, is that still the worst day of your life? I mean, you, you actually looked okay with the shaved head. I mean, what, how's your hair now? Do you have any left? Oh, I still got, look, I still got some okay. locks, you know, still okay. going here. But uh, I will say that... I'm glad in those shot in those uh, videos I had a cocktail in my hand the entire time. We can I tell. Will, 
I could, uh, I, I well, definitely could tell. Uh, one of, uh, I guess, my form, our former boss, she was trying to tell me to stop consuming alcohol that day, and I swiftly took a shot while she was standing right in front of me. I was like, this is my hair. I'm going to do what I want. So... Oh well, don't get. Hey, don't get. It was, the, it was the worst day for Larry. But how did you enjoy uh, shaving that mop? I loved every second of it. Are you kidding me? I think we did shots, by the way, didn't we? Do a round we shot together? Yeah, that was an I epic. Think, night. I think we went out la- later that night. Uh, we went to Algiers Point, and I was like weeping because yeah. I, I was like, it, it really got to me that I finally uh, all my hair was gone. I have to say, though, you did, you did actually look pretty good with your hitch shape. Yeah, you almost believed how much, how happy you were that you did it because it was such a, it was such a relieving look. You were so much cooler now and you got to do so. It's like you sold it so well, even though probably deep down in the depths of despair in your cold black heart, uh, you were like, I can't believe I still did this, even though, again, and I wish I could go back and find the actual Duncan Holder clip from when we discussed this and from the, from the jump, because that was hilarious too. We told you not to do it. We told you that the Saints were going to go, go over the double-digit wins mark, and you looked at us like we were crazy. So we said, "Okay, we're leaving this up to you." And lo and behold, six, seven, eight weeks later, didn't take much for it to happen after that, and you had to definitely drink a lot before we did it. Oh, I I, I remember exactly what the scenario was. The Saints had just gone zero and two. Gronkowski basically yep. stomped on Marcus Williams, and I was like, this team's going nowhere. And then what do they do? Rattle off eight games in a row, and I was like, dude, my hair's gone. It's over now. <laughs> well, and, well, Larry, uh, well, let me ask you this question. If you had to make that same bet right now with the Saints at one and three, would you make that same statement? Would you shave your head again if this Saints team wins ten games? Well, luckily, I'm not contractually obligated to do this. Right. If, if uh, you know this. Oh time, no! I mean, um, so you could you could weasel out if you said yes, and then they actually won ten games. But I'm just asking you here on live air, here on this special Datitude episode number one hundred. If you if the Saints somehow win ten games, and you don't you cover the whole NFL now for the Athletics, so let, let's get that straight. It's not the same as before, but you still are New Orleanian. Uh, and you live in New Orleans, and the Saints are near and dear to your heart, I'm sure, would you cut your all your beautiful black locks off if the New Orleans Saints were to win 10 games this season? I'd be willing to put it on the line again. Yes. I like it. I'd be willing to do live it. Here. Live here on Datitude. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be as part as we just want to go get drunk again. Let's go to Tracy's. Pretty much. Let's go to Tracy's guys and do this without having to put anything on the line. <laughs> so, episode number like 142 ish, Larry Holder is going to. It's going to happen now. I mean, you have changed the fate of the New Orleans Saints by agreeing to shave your head again if they were to win 10 games. So. I Here's mean, the thing. You, I don't you, fear doing it because I've done it once and it looked good. And now I'm just cutting off. Like I've got a lot more gray hairs now than I did back then. So why yeah, but not, you're older now. You have to be worried if it's going to grow back is the problem. But I looked good without it. So, hey, it's, it could just be a new look for me. It could be like Mr. Clean. There's also uh, no, no Drew Brees to worry about. <laughs> that's a big that was, That's true. It still would be fun. I mean, it would be fun to shave his head. I mean, I don't know if we would do it on live data, too, but we would do it and certainly make the video possible, and Duncan and I would make fun of it for an hour. Uh, we would, well, I yeah, do yeah I don't think, I don't think uh, NOLA.com would say, all right, let's, let's film Larry Holder again doing this, our non-employee 
Uh, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't, <laughs> maybe the athletic would, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I think, my, I think our employer would be okay with me, with us showing and have fun with it. All right. That's enough reminiscing for now. We're going to, we'll wrap up that we'll spend the last five minutes, maybe wrap, uh, reminiscing again. I know Dunk's got some issues, some things to do this morning. So again, I, I want to get into the same fire and I'm going to ask you, um, Dunk loves when I use the term must win. Uh, but I don't care what anybody says. It's a must win. You don't win this game and you go one and four. You might as well against the lowly Seattle Seahawks. I don't care if they're two and two or not. You can write this season off and start thinking about who they're going to draft. Well, I think we, we know who they're going to draft. Uh, and it won't be in the first round because they don't have a pick. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> but no, <laughs> Seattle's not as lowly as you think. I mean, who would you rather have at quarterback? Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, or Geno Smith right now? Well, guess oh, what? Oh, come Gino on. Smith. Are you serious? Geno Smith, let's go. Come oh, on. Get out of here. He's leading the league <laughs> in passing right now. He's leading the he league is. in care. Give me a break. Four four game sample. Geno Smith for real. Did you see what the Saints did to him last year? Take away that first pass he threw to DK Metcalf. How good was he after that? Guys get better, JD. Maybe he's got it's his team. Geno's team. No one's yeah. punching him out, dude. It's his like team. Taylor Come the on. offense to him. No, Claude, give me a voice of reason here. On Gino. I, I don't know if I can help, especially with these two. It's always it was always the uh, you know trying to break through the clutter with uh, Jeff and Larry. Um, but yeah, I mean, for sure, uh, verbal clutter, as, as you would say, you know, the, you know, as we would say, the Confederacy of Dunces is, I think, uh, used frequently. There you go. Um, I think, yeah, I, I do think that even with the small sample size, as we talked about again last night, I don't know if Geno Smith is the answer in Seattle, especially with everything they got from Denver. And I don't think that uh, Geno Smith will see the type of defense that I think the Saints will uh, provide uh, this weekend in the Superdome. But it still does make for interesting reading to know that you're going to have the league leader in passing and passing efficiency come in, and that person's name is not Patrick Mahomes. It's not Josh Allen. It's not anyone else, but it's Geno Smith, which is, again, still very weird to say. Well, look, I'll just put it to you this way. I I don't think it's necessarily a must win just because I feel like the NFC is weak. Like that is is. like, it's, it's the Eagles and everyone else. And so you can afford losses, but obviously you don't want to be one and four. And I will just say for the record, it's already on the athletic. Uh, I'm part of our national picks panel every week. I have picked the saints to win. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be in the in the the dunces picks. You know, again, where where Jim's going to re show some video of me making a wrong pick. But no, I think the Saints will win this game. <laughs> and you look at look, you look at the. I mean, it's look Seattle. It's not like they they beat the world's best teams, but they are two and two. And I just I, it more goes to show about the the weak nature of the NFC and the AFC it's head and shoulders above uh, the NFC. And we kind of figured that going into the season, but it's really played out. And so I think that look, if the saints can pick up this win, I do feel like that. I know the schedule seemingly gets tougher uh, as we move forward, uh, but maybe this could be some sort of springboard, but still, I think they need the win. I don't think it's a must Win. I mean, what was it? Uh, what is it? What is it, Jeff? Uh, Sean Payton would would always get on us. Must, must. Yeah. If it's a must, heads must roll. It, it, it wasn't roll. that. Yeah, that wasn't that the favorite. Yeah, exactly. So uh, no, I think the Saints will win this game. Well, I mean, you know, you can joke about 
about things than what Sean Payton would say, but I would say the same thing after Sean, you know, after, even then. I mean, when you get to, if you get to one and four, it's not so much just about, I think, about this, this game particular and what happens. But, you know, you're talking about what happens if they lose this game and their schedule afterwards, and it gets so much tougher. As we showed, I, I, the old schedule still lined up in here from when we did our team previews. But, I mean, you look at the schedule coming up, okay, Arizona maybe not that tough. They're not looking as tough. Vegas, I don't know what they are right now. But Cincinnati, Baltimore, the Rams, Frisco, Tampa Bay again. You got Cleveland that's going to come up later on with Deshaun Watson. We know how tough the Saints have it against running quarterbacks and how they looked against Jalen Hurts last year. I mean, they're just games I think the Saints are just going to have a, a tough time winning, Dunk. And uh, that's why I call this week what it is. And, um, you know, I think they just have to find a I mean, they, and I think they will find a way. So that being said, but, you know, must win one and four against what's coming up. Maybe they only have to win eight games to, to, to get in the playoffs. I don't know. No, look, I think Larry's got it right. I mean, like, you could lose this game and then go win four in a row and you're back in it. I, I think this stretch, this five-game stretch is kind of how I look at it. They play four the next at home, five in the right. Superdome. They play at Arizona. That's the only road game on a Thursday night. Uh, and, and those teams that we all thought looked very formidable really aren't very formidable right now. Cincinnati looks vulnerable. Arizona looks extremely vulnerable. Las Vegas, vulnerable. So I think if they could come out of this stretch with a winning record, say go three and two, if you could go four and one, uh, man, you're right back in the thick of things. When Then you go to Pittsburgh and, and kind of close with, with some difficult teams. But I think they've got to get back to playing well in the Dome. I, I brought that up earlier. But when you play four or five in the Superdome and you've lost seven of your last nine games there, I mean – I don't think teams are as intimidated coming in here as they used to be, probably because the Saints team isn't as good, but even the environment hasn't been as quite as intimidating. It was it was a good environment for the Bucks game, but you had the greatest quarterback of all time who's seen it all. Uh, he was he was in total command out there. Now we'll see how Geno Smith does if if they can get the, that place rocking again. But it has to get back to being a home field advantage where this team was six and two, seven and one in the Superdome, not three and five like they were last year. And I know those were there was extenuating circumstances last year. I get it. A special data, a special attitude episode number one hundred here on this live Friday show. All over your NOLA.com and bet.nola.com stations, social media platforms, whatever you want to call it these days. That's where we are. I'm Jim Derry, Larry Holder, Jeff Duncan, Clyde Verdan. Clyde, go ahead. I know you had something to say on this before. I, I do want to show a graphic on where the teams stand. I think once you get to week five I think the where you stand in, you know, offensive rankings and defensive rankings, I think they start to matter now. We're going to get into that in just a second. But, Clyde, go ahead and finish the thought. No, and I think, you know, leading into that is probably a really good point. But I also was going to bring up for the guys as well and everybody here is just the fact that I think like we were talking about before Larry got on, I think what we're seeing right now through the first kind of, you know, four-plus games of the season is that really a lot of these games have come down to – maybe a singular play, maybe a couple of plays, maybe just, you know, things going wrong. Again, the Saints are, what, maybe four or five inches more to the left being two and two. So I think yeah, from 60, sure. 61 yards, no less. So I, I really do think that, you know, again, when we're talking about looking at the rest of the schedule, I'm not sure if there are a lot of other teams there that, um, and look, I, I must be speaking truth because, I mean, Larry's sideways now. Um, um, what is so, it up with that? Larry, you went sideways on us. 
That's typical. Typical. Typical, Larry. Also, I'd like to bring up that nothing has changed. While the rest of us are drinking coffee, he's got that supersized <laughs> tall boy monster energy drink that's without question like Iron Man, uh, like Tony Stark is keeping his heart pumping. Uh, it's almost perfect. Pumping. It's almost perfect that he's in and out. I mean, it really is. I mean, you know, I you, you have these Nothing grand different. ideas. I mean, you have these grand ideas of things you want to do in the show. I was a little upset that I didn't have as much time to go back through the clips as I thought I was going to have. So, and then he texted me at 8.42 this morning. Dude! <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. He went sideways. I was speaking too much of the truth Truth sauce today. Um, but, yeah, again, we're talking about, you know, I think the rest of the league, I mean, even Philly, like, I know that they're undefeated. I don't know if I'm completely sold yet. I mean, I've watched, you know, most of the first few, few weeks of them, and I'm not sure if I'm truly sold yet in them and the uh, NFC East. But we're talking about, I think, if you look at the rest of the Saints schedule, I think a lot of teams on there are very much beatable and they're very winnable. And I think if you've watched at least enough of the NFL over the course of these first four weeks, you've seen whether it's Pittsburgh, other than Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, who I think is right now clearly the MVP front runner through the first four weeks. Even he is needed to have, even he, even he's not had great games, but put up some incredible yards. I think and, what we're seeing right Clyde, now. If, yeah. and Clyde, I'm sorry. If Clyde, if you see the bottom of the scroll, you see I have the schedule for next week. Coming up, and Saints are—they're basically even with the Bengals. So if you win this game, and you got—even though the Bengals are as tough as they are—I mean, you know, you, you could get yourself right back into where you know if they if they find a way to get to three and three, going in Arizona on a short week. I mean, who knows? I mean, it could be a completely different thought and different thought to the season. Yeah, very thin margins. I just think it's the biggest thing is right. We're, we're talking about in these games against teams that I think are all two and two or one and three or maybe have three wins or whatever. It really is the games themselves have come down to very thin and fine margins, whether it's a play, a couple of plays, things like that, or coaching, as we've talked about how important it is. Uh, I think the Saints are not necessarily out of as many games when you look at the rest of the schedule, seeing that if you watch at least some of the rest of these teams play, they all have flaws. They all have not played great. And I think that it's up to the Saints to not beat themselves in games like this. Whether or not fans want to blame the refs or not, we're past that. Well, it's not playing doesn't need to. Not All right, well, I do want to. I, uh, I, I got I to interrupt because my phone, my phone was being having connectivity issues, and it's it's ironic because I'm getting texted about Junior Gallette getting arrested. So he had to, of course, make his way into this podcast oh, somehow, some way. So Junior Gallette. Par wow. for the course. This is really a reunion because, I mean, Lord knows. <laughs> wow, we're, wow. We're, we are going back in time now. Um, yeah, look that up. Well, it's my wife, so uh, Jeff's co-worker at Fox 8, so I, I, I'm trusting the source that she's oh, telling yeah. me the truth. So there you go. I mean, is anybody is anybody really shocked that Junior Gillespie <laughs> gets arrested? Breaking so, in Attitude Podcast, Junior Gillette is – allegedly being arrested. All right, Dunk, I want to get your, your take. And I, and I do want to talk about um, the matchups. And as we, as we look at it here, they're going up against the defense, the Saints are, that was the very similar numbers to the one they played last week. And they kind of slept walk through the first, but after the first quarter, once they got out of the first quarter, the Saints played fairly well. I mean, if you look at the comparisons, the Saints have had trouble running the ball. Well, that's because Alvin Kamara has missed a lot of time. You go up against the 29th ranked Russian defense. Most likely, I don't. We don't know 100 percent for sure that Andy Dalton's starting. Right? It's like 98 percent, right? No, he's going to start. 
Okay, uh, so let's uh, Andy Dalton against the 28th ranked passing defense. But overall, they had the 31st ranked defense the Seahawks do. Well, the Vikings were 30th last week. And the Saints, as bad as you think they might have been on offense so far, it's really because they haven't scored points. They're, they're the ninth ranked offense in the NFL, according to yards gained per game. So this really seems to be a decent matchup for the Saints. I think the numbers are still skewed because the Saints are playing a lot of catch-up, so they're getting a lot of garbage yards in those games. I think more than anything, though, the, the Vikings game, they started to find their identity. I mean, I've talked to Dennis Allen a lot about this. I mean, they, they want to run the ball. They want to be efficient on offense, passing the ball. Uh, they're not going to be this, you know, high-flying Drew Brees. I mean, pass the ball down the field, scoring 40 a game. That's not what they're going to do. They're going to play to their strengths with their defense and special teams. But to do that, they've got to try to have a lead or at least be in contention. They've fallen behind so quickly in all these games. I haven't looked up the numbers yet. I'm, I'm going to do that when we get done. But I, I guarantee you they've played from behind in about 80% of the game this year in their four games. I mean, they've always been behind. And I think going into that Vikings game, they'd only run the ball twice in the fourth quarter all year. So they've got to get back to playing balanced offense, maybe getting a lead in a game where they can kind of dictate terms. Because right now they're too one-dimensional, and that's leading to that skewed passing offense number because I don't think they've passed the ball particularly well this year when they've had to pass it early in games. Uh, that's what's led to some of, the, some of the problems. And, look, you have to also – yes, you know, the defense has to take some of this on. I mean – that opening drive, the, the Vikings went right down the field and scored a touchdown on them. That's happened a couple times this year. I think the Falcons got an early lead on them as well. Uh, the defense, is that's the strength of this team. We, we all have high expectations for this defense, and uh, they have not upheld their end of the bargain early in games. This has allowed other teams to get leads, and then the Saints are playing catch-up. I, mean, I don't even know how not to laugh with Larry being sideways. <laughs> I, I just I don't. It's hard. It's so hard. I think it speaks to everything we know about him. We, we can't, we can't hear you. You're, 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 I don't know if you muted yourself or if you're connected. Why, why don't you try to, to get out and come back in again? Maybe that'll work for you. This is going to be the best episode of Datitude. I, I mean, it really it already is. Datitude I mean, Watcher, look, man, I know that shenanigans happens, but with all three of all four of us now, like this is the exact show. That was I mean, it really is. There's, there's no difference in this show than the show that ran for, for a couple of years back in, in the late late teens and, and I think into 2020, right, Dunk? I mean, this is the same yeah. kind of shenanigans we had back then, right? Yeah, Yeah, but thank God we had Clyde. Clyde held things together <laughs> for me. I mean, it would have gone off the rails. Deal. It would have gone off the rails without Clydeco. <laughs> Clydeco. Uh, you know, it, it's it's just fun. I mean, that's what we're, we're doing here. Uh, Jerry says that he believes the Saints will come out of the dark and see the light this Sunday. Well, I, I I am so thankful that Jerry is a regular because he is the eternal optimist. I, I know I get called Derry Dennis sometimes, but sometimes I'm just trying to be a realist. I mean, yeah. I, I it you know I know I go to I look predicted the Saints to win last week. I thought they would, and really honestly, after watching the game. I, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I think the Saints are better than the Vikings. I think I, I think the Saints are so much better than what they've shown so far. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's the Sean Payton swagger that they missed the most. I'm not sure what it is, but Clyde, I mean, what do you think is missing? Because what I saw the first three weeks and last week, I, and Dunk, you were close to him. You were in London. And I'll ask you in a minute, but 
I, I saw that swag start to come back, maybe, Clyde. And I think that if they don't have that, this team can't get to where they want to go. We'll see. Hopefully, we'll see that this week because this team is nothing without that. Yeah, no, I think what's what's most interesting, and, I, and again, whenever you're talking about having such major upheaval, even if it is still keeping internal guys, whether you're keeping, you know, Dennis Allen on, whether you're keeping, you know, your, you know, your same offense, and, and you're only losing some minor pieces, I think the attitude that the Saints have provided, and I think, you know, everybody here can agree, and, and it's interesting, you know, to hear Larry talk about the NFC the way it is, because I think that's a very – you know, weird thing, because I think we can argue that for about a good decade plus, the NFC South was arguably not only the toughest, but the most talented division, in, arguably, in the NFL. Um, you had quarterbacks, you had at least three or four quarterbacks in there that are all going to the Hall of Fame. Now you do not have that. Now you have Baker over in Carolina, you've got Marcus Mariota, and then you've got now, other than Tom Brady, and even Tom is obviously, he's dealing with a lot right now. So we can't, you know, we can only give him so much. Um, I think the thing that's missing is the attitude. I think both the swagger, the, the, the way they carried themselves. And I think it was after the Carolina game. I think Demario Davis uh, didn't talk to the media, which I know I'm sure, you know, for Jeff and the rest of the crew, he, you know, it said that he politely declined and I can understand why. I mean, being frustrated to losing to, to Carolina on the road and the way they played, it makes sense. But I think that said a lot. I think that says a lot because even in losses, this team really hasn't been that kind of, okay, we need to regroup or we have to have like, you know, the, the team meeting and, you know, the, the internal team meeting. But I think that says a lot about where this team is trying to find its new identity. And I think maybe going back to that, well, even though Sean Payton's not around and I think a head coach can drive a lot of that. Still, this team internally, whether it's Demario Davis, whether it's somebody else internally, um, needs to go back to that, you know, trying to tap that well of being the guys that know that they can control games, both defensively and on offense. And right now, I don't think we're seeing a lot of that, but I think you're right. The Saints have not, the Saints have been the better team in probably all four games it's played, but it hasn't played like it. And it shows in the record because they have not played the way they need to play when the game was on the line. Yeah, Dunk, I think it was it was telling and it climbs up the point about Demario Davis not talking after the Bucks game. I mean, being in that locker room and you know I, I used to do it a lot. I guess I'm back to 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 being there and trying to go talk to him a little bit and he just politely shooed me away. But I just found that strange for a guy like Demario Davis to I thought it said a lot about the chem not not the chemistry of the team, but a lot about where some of these guys' heads were at on that Bucks game, but I, I it looked a little bit different in London. After that, after they woke up following that first quarter, it seemed like the team, even though in a loss, it seemed like they came together, and it was maybe the best three combined quarters of football that we've seen out here from this team. Well, you asked what was missing, and well, I mean, I think you're missing Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara. I mean, that's a huge part of it, right? I mean. Take right. away Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins, and I don't know what Minnesota's offense looks like. I, I will say this. I came away after watching the game again, really impressed with Kirk Cousins. I've never been a big, huge Kirk Cousins fan, but he, he made some great throws, and I think it's, I think it's important for people to realize that that's what an elite offense or passing attack with Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Some of those passes he threw to Jefferson, uh, Lattimore wasn't that far off. It was just – Perfect timing, perfect, uh, you know, connection there, which we used to see with Drew Brees. And I think we're, we're seeing what the other half of the NFL lives like with, you know, 
not elite quarterback play. This is just the way it is when you have to go to players that aren't at that high level, like like we see what Larry was talking about in the AFC with all these great quarterbacks. The Saints are in the other half right now, and uh, they have to try and win games other ways, and that will only work, I think, so so long. I mean, you can only go so far without having elite quarterback play. So no matter who is the quarterback, I think the Saints are pretty limited right now with how far they can go with, say, Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton. I mean, there's going to be a point where they're going to get against teams that are just as talented on defense and offense, and they have better quarterback play. And um, so that's kind of the ceiling I think this team has right now. Well, I'd say the silver lining lining is that uh, the NFC, the quarterback play there, even your big names. I mean, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Tom Brady hasn't been Tom Brady. I mean, the fact that we're talking – who the top quarterbacks right now in the NFC? People are trying to put Cooper Rush up there. Like, what? What planet are we on? Right. Like, you know, right now it's now. You know, Smith hurts. You know, Smith exactly. That was going to be the next person right out of my mouth. I mean, that's the thing. The Saints are extremely fortunate they're in the NFC this year because they would be getting blown out of the water. Like, if you, if you had to go up against Mahomes and Herbert and uh, Josh Allen and uh, you know, I, I'm Joe Burrow. Like, I could rattle off eight quarterbacks who you'd probably say, oh, I don't want to face them. I mean, you can't, you can barely name them on one hand, anybody that really scares you in the NFC. So at least the Saints are fortunate in that sense that they can kind of get their act together at that position somehow, some way, and kind of stay within the mix of trying to make a a run to maybe make the postseason. We have about seven or eight minutes left in the Duncan Holder reunion show here on Datitude, episode number 100. So before we get to our picks, I'll, I'll, one thing I want to ask each of you, I'm going to start with you, Larry. Um, the defense is, I think they played well, but I don't think they, still, it's a little weird. I don't know if it's because Dennis Allen has the big headset on now and, and they're still trying to figure things out a little bit. But have you noticed that maybe things are off just a little bit? And you, and you look at the numbers and the, the numbers aren't bad. I mean, you know, Russian defense 20th, it's early in the season, total defense 12th. But it, do you, do you see anything that's a little different now that Dennis Allen isn't actually – that's all he's worried about, talking to the defense, and maybe they're off just a little bit? Well, I know the first two weeks they were dead last in the NFL in, in pressure percentage and by a wide margin. And so how can, – can you put that on Dennis Allen? I don't know. I just felt like players weren't producing. Like Cam Jordan ranked like 190th in, in some of the studies that I did in, in pressure percentage. Now, it's, it got a little better in the last two weeks, but still – if you can't rush the passer, I mean, how are you going to affect them? So it's right. not like the Saints are in the middle of the pack either. So uh, it's I feel like that in general was a problem. Uh, and I don't know if that's just players not playing as well or Dennis Allen or you know, a combination of both. But I feel like you need – and actually last year people look at the sack numbers that the Saints had and say, all right, well, they're still pressuring the quarterback. But they were still way lower in – pressure percentage, you know, consistently pressuring a quarterback, it had fallen significantly last year. So is that a trend? I mean, where? so I feel like in general, I don't feel like the coverages has been an issue. I just feel like uh, pressuring the quarterback, and obviously you want to stop the run a little better. I mean, so I feel like maybe that front seven isn't, hasn't been as potent as maybe we thought they might be. And, Donk, if you talk about – you could throw if, if you, you could throw out really the Bucks game. They got a lot of pressure on Tom Brady, but the Bucks were missing. They had all kinds of issues on their offensive line with injuries, so I don't necessarily 
want to talk about that one. But I, I do think that they played better last week. Um, not great, not to where uh, the level I think they want to get to, but even though they gave it 20 points, 28 points to the Vikings, I thought they, they looked more like themselves last week. Well, I think what you're seeing now is a little bit of a transition with the alpha dog on that defensive line is Marcus Davenport, and opponents know it. So they're yeah. double-teaming him as opposed to Cam Jordan, and Cam has got to start winning those one-on-ones. They're not getting much out of David Onyemata. I mean, he hasn't really been the same player since he came back from the PED suspension last year. I mean, he's he's just kind of been a guy out there for the most part. And they need to get – I know they started working in Peyton Turner more. I mean, they've got to get, start getting some production out of him. This is a first-round draft pick that you, you invested in. They need him to step up along with Carl Granderson – but I agree with Larry. I mean, the pressures just haven't been there. Now, the way they play, you know, they kind of play with it's just a four-man front. They like to just use those guys to collapse the pocket. They're not going to be those, you know, Dwight Freeney types coming off the edge. But they have to at least get in guys' faces and, and, and affect the quarterback. And we haven't seen enough of that. I still think there's a little bit of a skewed uh, body of work because Brady, he spent that game just throwing the, getting the ball out as quickly as he could. He wasn't even willing to, to – to take a sack at all in that game because that was the whole, I think the whole game plan. Don't take negative plays. He was, he was almost like the Drew Brees of 2019 and 20. Right. He was just not going to take a sack, not going to do anything wrong in that game uh, to give the saints a short field. And it worked. It, it played out the saints link first. So I think that area has got to get better. And I think the back end, they got to start making a few more plays. We saw Tyran Matthew make a big pick against the Vikings. Uh, they need to start, you know, creating some more turnovers. I think it'll help with Marcus May coming back. I think that'll help Matthew as well. Uh, but, again, some moving parts here, some new new guys into the mix uh, on the back end. And, it, and the fact that Debo was out, now he's working his way back in, I think has kind of affected the secondary, which I thought was going to be probably the strength of the team. Five minutes left in the show here on the Duncan Holder Reunion on the Datitude Podcast on this Friday morning. We are live every Friday at 9, 15 a.m. Dunk and I are. Uh, we're, we're doing the show a little bit early this morning because Dunk's got some, uh, some things to do, and so, so do the rest, of my, the rest of my panel. I'm sure they have plenty to do this morning on Friday. So join us live every Friday at 9, 15. It is that time where we get to the picks segment of this show, and if you want to give your pick, feel, feel free to, if you're watching this live, if you're listening on the podcast like, like most people have done, I mean, obviously – you can say it to your phone. We're probably not going to hear you. We're certainly not going to be able to put it online, but go ahead, say it to your phone. You, you can give your prediction as well. All right, I'm going to start off with Clyde. Uh, the Saints are five-and-a-half-point favorites this week. Uh, they have been underdogs twice this season. They are now favored for the second time this season. They are 1-0 as a favorite. Are they going to make it to 2-0, and do they cover the five-and-a-half-point spread? Mr. Clyde Verdant. As the uh, still and only, I think, reigning champion of picks. Uh, That's for, why I went to you first. Um, Larry shaking his what? head in the background. Uh, as, the, as the rating. <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> you remember this? I don't remember yes, this. Yes, remember this. This is, a, this is as accurate as Clydeco actually being a Clydeco in a music group. So, no, inaccurate. Okay. Inaccurate. Well, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let Larry think that as opposed to the many Fridays that we did went through college and NFL picks. Uh, but uh, you're right, Jim. Uh, one, one win when they've been favorites, I, but they're one in three against the spread overall this year. Uh, I don't think – I think they win, but I, I think 
I, I don't think that they uh, cover the spread. So I'm going to go with uh, I'm going with the Saints to win, but I, I think it's going to be a, another close one. So I'm going with uh, going with Seattle to, to to make it close, but I think the Saints will win this one. Larry Holder. I will go. Already, well, I already said I already picked the Saints, so that's already happened. But I, I think the Saints. I think it's going to be, you know, low twenties. I'll probably go Saints twenty-four, Seattle twenty-one. Uh, and look, Geno Smith might become a superhero. I don't know, but uh, but I don't think he will. Not 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 again. I think the Saints' defense is a little bit tougher than maybe some of the tests he's had to deal with. Obviously, they're not the Lions. I mean, the Lions, uh, poor. Uh, or uh, Aaron Glenn has uh, had to answer some questions yep. <laughs> about their defense. Yeah, <laughs> that's, not helping him get, that's not helping him get a head coaching job, I don't think. No, not so much. But, no, I, I think the Saints uh, can right the ship a little bit this week. And, like I said, I, I think uh, the Saints will win, not cover. I'll go Saints 24, Seahawks 21. Don't you and I have – Surprisingly, I think agreed almost every week. Uh, the we we have agreed with the outcome. I don't think we've necessarily agreed with score every week. The first week was the only week that we were way off. Um, I'm interested to hear what you're taking, what you think this week, and if the Saints will cover the five and a half points, Brett. Yeah, I actually do. I think they're gonna. This is gonna be the first comfortable win they have this year. I, I just feel like it's more of a bet against Seattle than it is on the Saints. Like I, I just think Seattle is kind of. Uh, done it with smoke and mirrors. Uh, they've had, like I said, back-to-back cross-country flights. They're coming in here. I think they're feeling a little full of themselves, uh, especially Geno Smith. Uh, I don't know if you saw his press conference this week, but uh, he, was, I did not. He, was pretty, he was pretty cocky. And I just feel like I feel like uh, the Saints are going to throw some stuff at him and maybe create a few more turnovers than they have, get some short fields, get the dome amped up, and uh, maybe win this one going away. I mean, you look at it when he's played against two good defenses this year, Denver in the opener and uh, San Francisco in week two, uh, I think they really struggled offensively. And I think the saints are in that same group. So I think they get after him. And the one thing I'd like to add before we get to your pick, I I would like to make a proposal that the next time we have a a, a team opening in the Billy Rainey league, we, we solicit Clyde services. Maybe I think we should for sure. Yeah. Clyde, you Uh, in the fantasy baseball? Yeah, no, I used to do it a lot um, about a decade ago, so I haven't been in a hot second. But no, it was it was definitely fun. It was definitely one of the more fun uh, uh, fantasy leagues to be a part of. So yeah, you guys. Have- well, I feel like there's only eight teams in the league this year anyway, since Jim and I basically uh, we just shut cool. it down about midway through the season. <laughs> And then, I make, I, and then I make a keeper trade to pick up Tatis, and then like a day later, he's suspended for like half of next year. I was like, yeah. dude, what, that nice was move. total. Yeah, I, I knew he was definitely going to test positive. I mean, yeah, I get uh, frustrated just, here. Yeah, but I mean, Larry, at least you're used to wallowing in the bowels of mediocrity. I mean, I'm used, I, I had one. Wow. Wow. I had one two years in a row. I mean, this is – I don't know how to play a season from the bottom. I mean, you and Duncan are always like fifth or sixth or seventh or something I fight like real that. hard to finish fifth out of the money. First first team out of the money. I'm, I'm You're really, really good at that. I mean, Duncan would I'd love to do that. I think he won it like 25 years ago or something like that. Yeah, I used and, to win it uh, regularly, and now I'm just awful every year. Well, every yeah, that's because you pick nothing but giant. That's not true. I don't have. I, don't I mean, have you know, like the, the the I've never heard. Who's this guy? He plays for the Giants. Well, I know that because you picked him. But who is he? I hey. mean, you 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 pick like eight guys we never nice. heard of. 
Last year it worked. This year it didn't work. Yeah, Last well, year, you, all, you all made fun of me for taking Brandon Belt, and he had a great year. So eat it. Well, Jerry says this is an awesome show. I'm not sure what show he's watching, uh, but it, it ain't. Oh, we're on. I mean, I don't know. Dude, it's exactly. got to be because of the dash. Oh, God. Dude, next time yeah, I have the you on the show. Was on for like 15 minutes of the entire show because you, you couldn't actually get a solid connection. So thank you for that. I mean, and the sideways dash. Blame ADT. Then it was like it, it looked like this, you know. It looked hey, really good when we were sideways. This is funny, funny story, real quick before we get off. Larry, Please. you'll appreciate this. Uh, actually, all y'all will appreciate this. So we did like an event, like we did last time we were in London, where we, you know, had like fans come out. Guess who came to the show? Our old colleague Nakia Hogan was in London. I haven't seen Nakia. Oh my! <laughs> and he just shows up in London to show. I haven't seen Nakia in forever. It was great to see him. And uh, anyway, I just thought that was funny that Nakia just shows up in London. I, I never see him in New Orleans, but I see him over in London at a Saints game. He was my oh, first yeah. beat partner uh, when I joined the Picayune uh, to start covering the Saints in 2012. Yes. All, all kidding aside, it's it's great having the, the gang back together. Some of my best days at, uh, at the paper were, you know, working with you guys and, and being a guest host and, um, it, it was, it's been a lot of fun for sure. So I, I mean, maybe we can do it again. We don't have to wait till episode number 200 to do it again. We, we, well, we'll do sure. it again. If, if Larry has to shave his head for sure. Yeah, oh, well, sure. That, absolutely. That, Cause I'm going to, I'm going to see if we can clip this or Jim should be able to clip that just like we clipped it the last time. And then we'll be able to just roll this in perpetuity. So no, yeah, we'll, wait, to, we'll wait till Roto Rooter has to come to my house. Like he yeah. was at the house. Roto Rooter is going to come this time. There's going to be, you know, a tube of uh, nonsense clock unclogging a toilet or something. Let's do that. <laughs> Which seems fitting for us. So that's about right. Well, tell, you need to make sure you tell Jimmy how, how great a job she did with that mantle. Cause I know you didn't do oh. that back there. No, that's uh, that show, her, that's like her pride and joy because I'm on Fox my, mine every, too. every Friday. She, she does you, that. Yes. You can't really yeah, see. You can kind of see mine a little bit. There's mine. My wife takes pride in <laughs> that too. as well. All right. It's uh, time for my pick. Uh, I am once again in lockstep with Jeff Duncan. Um, we know from last year, if you watched the James Carville picks, I think it was amazing how good Duncan and I were against the spread. I believe I was something like 99, 59, and one or something that. And the, the funnest part, the best part about it was Dunk was like 98, 60, and one. So uh, I, th- yeah. I think he finished one pick. This is against the spread, too, by the way. This isn't just, you know, just picking games. So, but I, I, I'm in step with Dunk. I think the Saints uh, come out big this week. I think they play well. I think they play their best game of the year. And if they don't, then uh, it's going to be, we don't have to worry about shaving Larry's head. If they don't play well in this game, there is, I mean, maybe I should say I'm going to shave my head if they don't win five games because I, 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 some joker that I know on Facebook was just hates the Saints and was talking about how they're going to finish last in the division. I told him I would bet him $1,000 if they don't finish last in the division and got crickets. So, anyway, maybe I should shave my head if they don't win five. Um, I'm not going that far, though. I, I love my hair too much. It's the Good. only thing I got Great left in my, in, in my, in my, as I get older and older. But I think the Saints win. I think they actually score like 30 points. I'm going to say 30 to 17. Whoa. Somewhere along those lines. So I think oh, it's going to be a big one. Breakout. Oh. I, I, think they, I think they are. And, and, and all the, the social media geniuses will be clamoring for Andy Dalton to, to take Jameis Winston's spot. And it, it'll be even more fun because then I'll get to piss him off even more. 
because they're wrong. Anyway, uh, final thoughts as we close out this show, about 20 seconds each. Clyde Verdan, what you got? No, just this is awesome. Um, it's, it's been so great to get together with everybody. And I think, you know, just again, the lasting legacy for me of the show was it was one of the best year pluses of my life to be able to put on a show with these guys. And um, I think if anything, what it hope, hopefully did in my mind, if there's any legacy, was that uh, the city of New Orleans deserves a good fun and sometimes really And I hope that that's a lasting legacy that we can all leave for uh, the fans of New Orleans. Larry Holder. Look, I, it was fun getting back together with you guys, uh, and let's uh, let's not let's yeah let's do this a little more often. I think this would be good. Like you know, every twenty fifth episode. I don't know. <laughs> I think we could do it. So we don't have to wait twenty. I mean, if you, if you guys are willing to do it, I I mean, this isn't my show. This is this is our show. This is we, we, this is have fun. I mean, it's definitely not my show anymore. anymore. I don't know who who <laughs> what. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I, next time I'll plan it a little bit I'll go into a little bit more and I can find better clips if I just like have the time to actually do it <laughs> Jeff Duncan what you got hey if we do it again which I hope we do we gotta have Larry sideways for the whole show <laughs> maybe upside down and then we also uh, have to do Jaeger bombs that's part of the next show oh my on the show Jaeger we gotta do Jaeger bombs maybe on, on location maybe we go down to the Caesars Sportsbook to get the, the people to set us up with a some Jaeger bombs, and we'll, we'll make a few live bets and, and just have, have a party. <laughs> last time I did a live show, was the last time I did a live show, like it was one and done after uh, I left the Times Picayune. So that, that might not be a good omen. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> if you kill the chart room, if you, <laughs> yeah, kill, you, if you kill the show, so be it. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, you know, stronger men have tried. Out of the bank. Out of the bang, exactly. All right, we have had a lot of fun doing it here with Clyde Verdan, Larry Holder, Jeff Duncan. It has been a very special Debitude episode number 100. I am Jim Derry. We're going to have fun again. The show comes on every Monday, Thursday, and Friday, but it's only live on Friday with Duncan and I every Friday at 9.15. We hope you join us again next week, and maybe we'll have the other two clowns on again before too long. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, I've certainly enjoyed it. So my for my friends, Clyde Verdan, for Jeff Duncan, and even for Larry Holder, we're going to wish you goodbye, and we hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy the St. Seahawks game. We also got LSU Tulane, uh, LSU Tennessee on Saturday, as well as Tulane in East Carolina on Saturday as well. We'll talk to you on Monday morning as we recap the Saints game. Have our best bets with Uncle Big Nick next Thursday, and we'll be back with Jeff Duncan Live next Friday at 9.15. Have a great one, everybody. Peace and love, my friends. Peace.